Hey everybody, welcome back to your wrong, Luciano. Welcome back. What? Uh, what do you think everybody's wrong about this time? I don't think I know everybody's wrong about Shazam, which is the next movie in the DCU lineup. Okay, Chris Spencer, do you think you're going to agree or disagree with Luciano? I. I plan. I plan to disagree with him, no matter what he says. <laughs> Just in principle, <laughs> yeah. putting my feet up. This is going to be a, a spicy meatball. Oh, great, excellent! Uh, before we do that, as always, we like to see what we're up to and dig into each other's personal lives. Maybe a little too deep, probably, based on some of the answers we've had in the past. But <laughs> why not do it again, Spencer? What What else have you been up to this week? Well, I did some gardening. Woot woot! I think I mentioned another podcast. I play at a. I've been playing the game Control on on PlayStation. Well, it's a PS4 game, but I play it on my PS5. <laughs> Not the humble brag. Um, <laughs> and that uh, it, it's really good. That game, it, I highly recommend it. Really cool. Very. We could do a whole episode on that. It's really like detailed. Sweet. Chris, what about you? What have you been up to? Um, went with uh, went with the family for a, a drive to seek out the best bubble tea in uh, in our area. So we uh, we got some we got some tasty stuff and uh, what's, just yeah. What, took what's it easy. the one? Um, it's based on it's based on proximity. So purple. <laughs> ah. It's like where can you get it and is it good? So purple bubble. Okay, never heard yeah. of it, but okay, yeah, never. it's out, out east. You, you live in the, the the far, far away east, right? I do. I, I live in Whitby. Oh, God. Gross. Oh, yeah. I'm Don't sorry. Don't you judge? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry judging. for you. But no, no. Yeah. You, no, you, all you, you guys do... get internet there. Listen, you better fuck off because it, all you got to do is just drop that drone <laughs> shot over our home and it's like an episode of Family Matters. It's great. Uh, okay. Listen, I'm, I, like, I like that idyllic scenery you're telling me about but unfortunately you live outside the no-go zone so i'm gonna have to pass on that <laughs> no one invited you sir wow because we're not coming out yeah. there well, with sir. that with that attitude there will be no apple pie waiting for you with some lemon. i can make my own apple pie well, you know, anyway i need a do i need a passport to go there how does it work y'all are just 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 so sad do they have <laughs> do they have roads there i i'm not even sure if you can drive there you know i'm gonna spoil this podcast right fucking now if y'all don't check yourselves i think i think there's an international airport in whitby if i'm not mistaken so we should be fine okay. you know what fuck all <laughs> i came here in the spirit of love and brotherhood and nerddom and you know what? I will. I will fully invoke the Treaty of Topo again if you keep stepping out oh, of fucking wow. line. I think that's the only airport in the world that is entirely outgoing flights. <laughs> Nobody ever comes back. They're, they've never had an incoming flight. <laughs> what did I do to deserve this? I don't know, but it was fun. Yeah. Anyways, Cobra, what else you been doing? Uh, I uh, since I had to, you know, sub- resubscribe to Netflix to watch Shazam because I never watched it before. And uh, listeners of our podcast will know I have a very specific strategy when it comes to streaming video. And if you don't, shame on you, because you should have heard that on another episode. But I've uh, I've watched the uh, the new season of Love and Death and Robots. Um, oh, oh yeah, is it good? It's no. Oh what? <laughs> There's oh, like no. one or one or two fun episodes. The rest, Oof. it's eight. Right, the first season was eighteen. This one is eight. Do you like the first season? I do. I love it. Yeah. Oh man, that bum! No, I'm... <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm bummed. Uh, there's a couple of episodes that are good, but most of them are like kind of weird. You're like, yeah. I don't understand what the point of this is. But yeah, okay. 
Are they not to do with love, death, or robots? Uh, actually, no, no. They they all have something to do with one of those. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been, and now I'm probably, this coming month, I'm just going to binge other stuff on Netflix too. If you like the first season, you should check out uh, Neil Blomkamp's, uh, he's the guy who did District 9. He has mm-hmm. like something called Oat Studios, and they make like... Sh- you can see they have like shorts and stuff that are kind of like it gives me the same vibe, but they're not uh they're not animated. They're like some of them are filmed and they're really cool. Cool. I'll take a look. What Sweet. about you, Matt? What have you been doing? Um, so myself, I have been playing Vermin Tide Two, which is in the Warhammer universe. It is a four player co op hack and slash, maybe shoot them sometimes, um action RPG where you kinda go around and murder rats and vermin um it's been fun to play with a couple of friends it's it's you know drop in play a level maybe 20 30 minutes you get a, you know loot from doing your missions and you level up and you just keep going back and trying to grind for loot similar to diablo but i like the universe and it's it's pretty action oriented so you have a special ability and you get like a one weapon and one gun so i've been playing as a witch hunter which has like a like a revolving pistol and a essentially a uh, rapier which is hilarious he's just a stuck-up asshole which i love so that's what i've been spending most of my time doing uh and making fun of people who live in whippy i guess which yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that takes up a Verm- lot of time vermin tide sounds like a weird disease name to me i don't know why yeah that, well vermin yeah yeah maybe that's what it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh that's what that is yeah there it, you go it, it's probably the best uh game using a warhammer license which unfortunately isn't saying much because warhammer has a really bad track record either with the original warhammer or the 40k but it's it's a fun game and it's you can just pick it up pretty cheap um i got it in a humble bundle but i think i've seen it online for like 10 bucks depending on where you get it from do you game pass too do you work right. for this company yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry you all get to recommend things am i not allowed to recommend go play vermintide not for $10. Mm. Oh, what? Wow. If it was $15, that it's, would be okay? It's, no, it's no, too much you... money for, for Whitby. That's the problem. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to fuck all of you over this, this, this podcast. <laughs> I've been sitting here waiting, stewing in my rage. I thought I would let it slide, but no. Yep. Gloves are off. I'm going to cut you all up. Okay, so let's <laughs> let's get into it then. Chris has got some rage. He needs to unleash yeah. us after mm. us trashing his, his beloved... My family home, home. goddammit. I, I mean... <laughs> It's mostly just Whitby. It's not your home or your family. They Listen, seem really nice. I define my shit. I'm okay, fuck cool. You all well, over. Let's get into it, but we'll do it through the art of arguing about movies. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Let the so battle as, commence. It's an as, art now? Shut up. As Luciano said, <laughs> we're talking about the movie Shazam. Um, you know, it's it's a fun movie. It's about two hours and 20 minutes of, of hilarity. Let's call it. I don't know. I'm making this up. Yeah. yeah but anyways. Right. No, you're not wrong, though. <laughs> but see, I'm not no. wrong. And so, like, when you think of the movie um, and you think about watching it, it, one of the things that comes to mind for me really, really obviously is, like, it's pretty quickly gets into the idea that superheroes exist and people, like, obsess over superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Spencer, you were talking about this. Can you describe it in a little more detail? Yes. Well, well actually, I've, I've made a huge mistake. I watched Kazam with Shaquille O'Neal. And I'm so I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> it was, so I'm just gonna review that movie. Okay, great. I'm, just, I'm sure it'll work itself out. It's the same. I yeah, watched it's it like too. the same thing. Yeah, same uh, premise and everything. Yeah, it's the same. It's like the same movie. No, I, Shazam, great. I, I first first off, I 
thought this movie was great. I didn't when I was thinking back, I saw it in theaters, I loved it, and then for some reason, thinking back on it, you're like, was it really that good? At least that was like for me. And then watching it again, I'm like, no, this movie's really good. And that that's one thing I really liked about it is the meta superhero aspect of the movie. It's very, uh, it's very, it's like commenting on superheroes as a superhero movie. It's and it's like that's kind of like a it's like a meta angle, and there and I love that about the movie. It's like much like Aquaman, it knows it it is a silly concept. So instead of taking it like a really serious, you know, like Batman kind of thing, they they sort of point out the 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 humor and the sort of the the silly parts of superhero films and like I, I, there's a couple uh, you know there's so many examples throughout the movie it's crazy like you know obviously they talk about batman and superman and not in just like a world building way like you know like other movies like they're like talk about them like fans of them like 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 the audience essentially of the dcu and you know he throws the batman you know doll at what the action figure guy adam at one point and he, the the action figure even says i am batman like as it's in the air <laughs> which is like if yeah. you're like a batman nerd you're like you know that's like hilarious it's a great yeah. reference to him and another example was like when they're talking in you know in the air they're at the end they're like having their final battle and the, the villain's like you will <laughs> lose this battle and i will destroy <laughs> and then cuts to like him and he's like i, I can't hear you he's like, you're so far away <laughs> you know and it's just like and it cuts back to the villain and the villain just keeps talking like as if <laughs> as if he like yeah. you know it's just a yeah ba- a villain monologue and it's like, so much of that that made this movie great i love mm-hmm. that stuff mm-hmm yeah, it, it, it does a great job with, with like adding pieces to the movie to say that, yes, yeah, superheroes do exist in, in small ways. Like, you know, Freddy having a batarang and having a – he has a bullet that Superman stopped, right? And he has like a certificate of authenticity. Those little things are really fun to see to be like, yes, you know, he knows about superheroes. He knows exactly how they work and he can explain it to to Billy once he gets the, the Shazam power. So it's really, really fun to see that that all happen. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're. I I found that as the audience, like you feel like Freddy. Like you're like, if it, if I were in that world, I'd be like that because I'm already like that word world. I mean, even if they're not real, yeah, I'm, I'm like that about superheroes. That's and, exactly what I thought. It was like if if I was in this in this world, I would be Freddy 100. <laughs> percent But and also how he finds out, like once he finds out he has powers, he does what like all of us would do, which is be like, we gotta find out like what you can do like and then you'd go through the list of all other superheroes and t- test it out it was, it was genius it was like a way of just really like bringing the audience in and putting like you're the character almost and you, you're experiencing it through him and it, i just loved it i thought it was great yeah it does i think it does something that that i found a little bit lacking in some of the other movies which is acknowledge the the impact to like the people right like obviously we see when they you know they throw buildings around and shit we see that but in this movie you see the the effect that the the fact that there are superheroes and supervillains like how does that affect children how does that does that affect people in their lives like they get obsessed with it and i, I think freddy always has a, a a superman backpack with him and stuff like that right so i i thought it was really it was really like human thing to see yeah, he he also like wears the Superman shirt. Yeah, obviously the ending as well, Superman. But uh, the way that it's almost like we see the superheroes action in Justice League and Man, and it was like that's from the point of view of the heroes who are like gods, and this was like the point of view of the people. You know, it's like all these Batman, Superman, they're all like on this pedestal, and then this whole 
story is from the point of view of the regular person, the kids, you know, like, and, and it's just cool seeing those, the levels, it, it, it deepens the world, you know, instead of just everybody's so cool and perfect, you know, it makes it relatable, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did everybody die? If you guys are talking, you're all on mute, by the way. Uh, I was on mute. Yeah, Chris, were you talking at all? No, I, 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 I was, I was observing the hand up system. Uh, okay, I was muted. And I was trying to ask to make sure you're still with us because you didn't say anything. And let's cut this part out. <laughs> uh, obviously, I'm going to leave it in for everyone's enjoyment. The movie does a great job of showing all that stuff. That and and I think wrapped inside of the the superhero training that Freddie is is giving Billy, you know, you start to see that that family values the movie wants to to give you that feel right give you that growth uh chris you you seem to really have the only amount of family values with this group given how harshly we trashed with me so (laughs) i think it's only fair to let you expound on actual family values since we're all monsters i I have a family but i just didn't recognize them because you're cold-hearted sir yeah no no i love them so i didn't bring them to whitby <laughs> exactly you all treated you all kick me like i'm freddy or something and i and, and like i look at you as you're all like my friends and like i don't understand what's happening all of a sudden so it's like like take that see that's called acting bitches so um family values yeah i love it so like um at the like that's what i love so much about this movie and it at, at the core of it is heart so sure billy wants to go and do his own thing but he's he gets he ends up being thrust into a new foster home and there's just these adorable quirky children each you know each unique in their own way and darla was always tugging at my cute heartstrings and stuff with those those like doe eyes and her uh her her her, her response is like can she keep a secret and she's like eh, moderately and i'm like good god like this is this is this is this is gold like thank you for that and so like i mean we we saw we all saw the movie and like i just also love how um it, it's it doesn't it doesn't fall to billy slash shazam to like shoulder the whole burden and do it all on his own but he like recruits the rest of it, like his new family to um to to back him up but you know throughout the entire movie for me it felt more so like sure it's meant to be a 50 50 kind of thing with like people just as you said spencer it's it's from the perspective of people but for me um i could see it being rooted through like heart heartwarming moments heart-wrenching moments like when he confronts when he finds him confronts his mom his birth mother and then how all kinds of all, all kind of uh seems back together when he recognizes his new family and he's like i'm i'm I, i'm not really alone i got like idea so i really love that and then the, the foster parents adorable like not too pushy but trying to be inclusive and i really dug that so family values all the way all the way yeah the the, the foster parents do a great job of it, it feels like they just seem like they're really awesome people right like mm-hmm. they have the heart of gold they're just trying to do the right thing they're trying to be give the kids their space, but also try to, you know, parent them and help raise them and help give set direction and values for them. And I think they did a really good job of, of showing that when as they bring Billy in after he, mm-hmm. you know, steals that cop's lunch and tries to find <laughs> yeah. his mom. I love um, that. that scene is so good. Yeah. Like I think it, that yeah. whole lead up to it's really, really funny. <laughs> and they're like the anti stereotype, right? Foster parents. Which you kind of, you know, like... Exactly what I was thinking. You expect, it, like, it's nice to see the trope flipped, I guess. And, you know, just mm-hmm. the, fam- the first family you see him with, they're nice and they're mm-hmm. very cool and 
very easy to get along with and just seem like good people. And it's like, oh, good. I don't. Sometimes when you see like a kid, well, most of the time in a movie, you see the kid foster a kid going to a new home, and it's like, oh, thank you. And then they have the dad like starts drinking. You're like, oh, here <laughs> we go. Like like this. It's like the same old trope. So it was nice to see a, a flip yeah. on that. Yeah, that's that's his real mom. She's the piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't don't get me started on that. <laughs> I, I want to say one more thing about the foster parents and, and, and that I agree with you, Spencer, with like, yeah, they flipped it, but then they also made it a lot easier for <clears throat> like, they just like completely smoothed that, that path out for Billy to like integrate even easier by adding the, 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 the angle. Yeah. We were, we were foster kids as well. And so boom. Mm-hmm. So he's got, it's like, wow. Okay. Well, it's not, I'm not saying he was thinking, wow, but uh as an observer i was like okay at some point he's going to be able to find a way to communicate with them and like that'll be that like that foundation will be there for him so like looking at it real quick even though they weren't in the movie for that long i looked at that home and i was like safe safe place and like children running around but they're they, they feel like they have a place to flourish so i was really happy with that and just to add to that, because mm-hmm. uh, it actually adds to my point earlier about how they play on the tropes of superheroes. Mm-hmm. They um, added the the trope the trope of them being nice, and then like great introduction to Freddy when he comes in, he says, <laughs> "Don't buy it," you know, like like they're not actually <laughs> like good people. Yeah. And then he's like, "I'm just kidding." And he's like, "Actually, I have cancer." He's like, no, I'm just kidding. And I was just like, just a great introduction to that character. But I liked how they, again, same same thing to my other point. They they basically played on the trope of them being the bad. And, and they even pointed it out and made humor of it, which mm-hmm. the movie does so well. Yeah, man. Well, another thing is to the, the kids, right? Because every time you see in movies and stuff, when a kid goes into a foster home, that there are other kids there like, okay, he's going to get bullied by every single one of these other kids Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. beat up and everything. And that also doesn't happen, which is a great, like refreshing thing to, uh, they're all just like nice kids trying to kind of live together and, you know, trying to be a family, even though they're not blood. Mm -hmm. So it's really like, it's, it's refreshing. There's no other way to put it. I, all of, all of the things that I really dislike about that kind of trope, mm-hmm. the foster family or like the orphan kids, and they flipped it on its head, and I loved it. Here, here. Um, a question for you, and and this may be a bigger topic than I, I'm meaning it to be, but do you think that because this movie was focused on family values in such a strong way, which I think is a credit to it, it limited some of the ability to show the the bigger set pieces we've seen in other superhero movies. Hmm. Did it need bigger set pieces? I don't know. We're just used to seeing them. Every other movie has a big action sequence or a big, like, you know, big, like investigation, detective following, like, you know, uh, if you think of the last movie with Aquaman, he had to go on his quest, but I think even Wonder Woman to some degree, she goes on a quest to figure out stuff. Like they all go on this big epic journey. And this one was very small. And, And do you think that, the family values limited that. Do you think it was a problem, or do you think that was that was more of a strength? I think I think it was by design for sure. I know I know for a fact this movie intentionally tried to have a smaller budget, and it was it is a way smaller budget. I I forget what it was, but it's like half of not even less than half of Aquaman's. It's like one third, and I think that they were trying to make a smaller film, and it they saved their budget for the 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 action sequences cgi was pretty good for most parts but they were able to do that because the story was supposed to be like a smaller close to home 
sort of story. And I think that works. It was a good move because the movie, although it didn't make nearly as much as like Justice League, it was a big success. That's why it has a sequel coming. And it's because the budget was low and they, you know, didn't didn't try to make the biggest movie in the world. Yeah, I love that. You, you totally hit the nail on the head. Um, it's like really great uh, example of, of working with what you've got and just like focusing on story. Like to your to to your question, Matt, you ask if, if we're well, from my interpretation, it sounds like are, did we miss out on on huge on, on a larger um, a larger like fight scene or like superhero sets and so on? Yeah, I don't think so, because it's it's again from the from from the from the lens and viewpoint of, of the people. And then I also think that they've done a really, really great job of making it uh, accessible to children, younger viewers, as opposed to uh, what, what we have with modern day superhero movies, like where it's set much more like on a much more uh, mature level. I feel like this one is trying to close that gap, like take a step back and then try to like sort of circle up the, the, the younger minds who are, who would be open to it. Cause I mean, Darla gets a good amount of, of screen time and that's not just for adults to be like, Oh, isn't that so cute? Like there's there's like the essence of, 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 of like the child voice or the presence of, of like children and like the energy that they bring to, to Spencer's point. I believe this was meant to be, you know, meant to be part of this, of this movie's equation. And I think they, they did a really good job in that essence, in that sense. Sorry. I, I just a compliment. I think actually having a bigger set piece might have made it worse because it would have feel, mm. felt forced. I think I think Spencer is right. It was made to be less of a like less with the same formula as the other ones and more of its own thing. And I think trying to shoehorn if they did uh, a bigger set piece and I think it would have been a bad thing. Yeah, that's fair. I, I guess I'm I'm curious because the the child actors in general are, are very strong and they really carry this movie, and and the question comes out of the idea that how do you how do you bring Shazam and the Shazamites? I don't know the other names of the, the other Marvel family technically. Shazam, just Shazam, the family. Shazam family. Well, yeah, in the movie, sure, but if you want to go comics, Marvel. Family. We can't we can't acknowledge that name, Chris, because some other company apparently owns it and was very litigious about it. Actually, we, we just got sued. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> just for saying that and that's why chris isn't whippy because he got sued for saying yeah. the marvel family no one before. can touch you when you're in whippy you're off <laughs> it's true. can't find it on a map <laughs> nobody knows where it is <laughs> my abilities surpass those of you torontonians <laughs> but like it so like uh, you know i was just curious about that because i wonder how how those child actors are going to how do you how do you put them that family into the the dceu as a whole right they focus on the kids being kids and having superpowers and it, they play for great effect in comedy but i just it raises the question is that going to how is that going to play long term when they start bringing in like black adam and, and more adult people and have trying to have more adult questions but that's not to take away from the, the child actors like they they were phenomenal especially um you know uh, the guy who plays freddie which whose name escapes me here but I jack dylan grazer somewhere. thank you yes. jack dylan grazer mm, he's awesome he carries this movie so so well like mm -hmm. I really love the point where, you know, Billy meets him for the first time and he just goes off on like, why so dark? You've got it all right. Um, and that whole line about him, yeah, you know, crippled being a foster crippled, kid. Yeah. Foster kid. Like it's just, <laughs> he, it's, it's so deadpan and so perfect. And he carries the movie so well, you know, not to the, that, um, uh, what's Zachary, what is his name? Zachary uh, Levi. Zachary Levi. Uh, yeah. Levi. Levi. Sorry. Um, 
he does a good job. I think I really enjoy him playing Shazam, but it's 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 only because Freddy carries the weight mm-hmm. and um, there, of all those scenes. And there's no like uh, like you think with a kid, young actor carrying all that uh, comedy and story, like it'd be cringy or like miss. But you like believe it right from the beginning. There's no like oh this this kid's trying so hard. Or I find a lot with you know with with child actors, you kind of get taken out of the movie sometimes. <coughs> Aquaman. <coughs> Aquaman, yeah. <laughs> uh, but in in this movie, like it, he just from the first joke, like almost every joke he says lands for me. I don't know his humor just was like hit me right right where I where I wanted to be, and I I thought it was he was fantastic. As far as the other kids, they were good. That is, if I'm like one of my like nitpicks, we're gonna get into later. But I, I the kids I liked the Shazam family stuff. Um, is probably my some of the. The, the the superhero aspect of that family is probably one of the weaker elements in my opinion but i love their the, the kids believe it or not i like the kids more than the adult part of them being a family so moving forward it it does have its hurdles if they're all superheroes obviously you know i don't are they going to be in every sequel are they going to be part of every justice league if they ever have Shazam in the justice league you know that does bring up some problems I, I wouldn't really know how to handle it. I, I think they brought him in too early, generally. Yeah, I I actually, from the adult superheroes, I think Zachary Levy was the best one by far. And I think he was the best pick ever to play an adult that's actually a child. Just if you've seen anything else that he's done, like Chuck, for example, he's the perfect like like man-child. And that's literally what I needed to play there. The I agree with you, Spencer, the, the, the other adult superheroes, like when they become... The, the rest of the Shazam family or the Marvel family, if you want to go to Whitby. Um, sued. Uh, yeah. Unsued. <laughs> they, uh, they're kind of cringy. I agree. Um, and, and just to, just to make a point on that, as far as I remember, and, and Chris is the, the expert here. So keep me honest, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I believe that when, when they all transform together, mm-hmm. each of them gets a part of the power. So like when it's yeah. only Shazam, he gets all the power. And then as they, transform yeah they, they kind of share the power yeah i didn't know that yeah and like just real quick like they um it, while you may say it, it may be too soon it could present an interesting challenge uh like for like for movies to come because like okay well if 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 like three out of the group are are active are actively using then it's like oh no what do we do? And if they're all using, then it's like, oh gosh, we have to like, okay, each one you take, each one you focus on a particular thing. It's like that management aspect. And then, yeah, in in like in the comics, like they fully, they fully, uh, they're fully active, depending on like the scenario and so on. So there were tons of crossovers. And Chris, it sounds like you have them doing drugs. You say they're using, they're yeah. actively using. Well, I'm sorry. in a way, <laughs> in a way. Pass that, pass that power the left hand side, man. <laughs> <laughs> Only two no. sparks. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, but I, I, you know, it, it, when we talk about the child actors, I, I agree. I think the child actors were very good, and I think that obviously because I brought the point, but um, I think the adult versions of them lead leave something to be desired. And I don't know if it's the actors themselves because basically I've never seen them before, except for uh, obviously the, uh, Freddie's uh, adult actor. Freddy. I've seen him lots. So perfect, like. True. The, yeah. the, it looks exactly like him older. Yeah, that was, really that was great casting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but I, you know, 
overall, I think the casting of this movie was very well done. You know, I love Mark Strong. Um, I've loved him since I've seen him in Rock and Roll. Mm-hmm. He has been a villain in the DC universe before, and he was probably one of the only bright spots in that movie, playing Sinestro. And I think he does a great job here uh, playing uh, Dr. Savannah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that was a really strong casting choice. Uh, so I really appreciate that they, he was the villain. I think he played off well. He was very straight to, to Zachary Levi's bubbling Laffy Shazam. So that yeah. was really, really well done. Can, can we do a quick shout out to uh, Dr. Savannah's, uh, like, like in the beginning of the movie when they, they open on, on young Thaddeus and uh, his, his dad and the bro and the brother. Um, oh, Lex Luthor's dad. Yeah. Exactly. Lionel Luthor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's all I see. Chef's that, that's exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. I love yeah. that guy. I love I love him as a, I love that actor as well. That's actually a good uh, it was an interesting thing for me for them to show in the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. the kind of the origins of the villain yeah. rather than the hero. That was very interesting. Mm-hmm. But the whole movie opens in opens on on again a child and then Sav- mm-hmm. like Thaddeus his like attempt no and then plays it out and then again present day. So so much of this movie relies on on the, the energy and uh, like presence and, and viewpoint from from the eyes of a child. So and that 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 take that goes down in the comics too. So I not that that I'm trying to connect it to comics all the time, but I'm really appreciating that. Yeah, we don't. It's fine. You can connect it to the comics because I think that's where this is where it comes from. Right? People want to know the good connections and the bad connections. Mm. And I think realistically, this movie's connection to to comics really really gives it that this. That, it's like a feel the movie has where it just doesn't seem like all the other superhero movies we've seen, right? Mm-hmm. Luciano, like you, you kind of spoke about, it gave it sort of that old-timey feel. Yeah, this is like, out of, out of all of these movies we've been talking about, this is one one that gives me like an old-time sort of like 80s, 90s superhero movies when it, it wasn't, everything wasn't so serious. And and it, it, like, it feels like it's a... Uh, it's almost kind of a weird coming of age story in a way, because even though it, he comes of age very quickly when he says Shazam, <laughs> he's still like, he, there's that feeling that he has to overcome his own things and, and fight for something greater, which is something that we've always seen in, in older movies. Uh, not, I'm not even talking about DC, obviously, but movies that we used to watch when we were kids. Uh, that were superheroes. Is there a superhero movie that you like uh, in particular that from the eighties or nineties that you that it reminds you of, like format and feel wise? Are you th- you're talking like Sam Raimi Spider Man kind of stuff, or like more Batman, like Tim Burton? Trial, yeah, or Hulk? even like the first Superman, like say Christopher Almost. Reeves. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I don't I don't, and it's not that it, it feels old and dated. It just gives me that nostalgia feeling of, mm-hmm. a, of an older movie and that's not a bad thing that's a good thing i think it's you know we've been talking about the humor in this movie too and and it's even that feels like you know it's more light-hearted and in the middle of all of these darkest shit movies especially the first ones it's kind of a breath of fresh air for me so i was i hadn't watched because you guys have all watched it before because we all you all watch it again for me it was the first time and i didn't know what to expect going in i was like oh this is a dcu movie it's going to be more of an adult thing and it wasn't so i was pleasantly surprised with that it, it was really fun like a, a very good afternoon movie to watch with like you know just eating popcorn yeah i i only asked which movies because i felt similar feelings that but i felt quite a similarity to this to the sam raimi spider-man movies where it's like 
I lot, can see a, that. A lot of spectacle, a lot of like uh like fun, but like, you know, it's silly, borderline silly, but also, you know, heartfelt at times, you know, there's like serious emotion too. But it definitely, you know, like there's a lot of jokey moments in the Sam Raimi movies, you know, like the, you know, the pizza time, you know, that it's like always joking <laughs> or like the, you know, bone saw is ready. <laughs> classic, classic scenes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like it reminded me of that, uh, of if you're like in particular of those, like of, of the Sam Raimi style. And I think that what's the director of this? Uh, it's David F. Sandberg. Is that right? something like that i think he's the director yeah it's i think they have similar styles where it's like visually very colorful and and uh uh, you know the the costumes were obviously very bright and and contrasty and with like a fun tone but also like heart you know not just all jokey like aquaman yeah lightning with my hands lightning with my hands that was i I (laughs) laughed a lot at that yeah (laughs) but i think i think that's how it gets to it's the old-timey feel right it's 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 got real stakes, obviously. It, it presents those real stakes, and you are concerned about what's going to happen with Shazam and the family and how they're going to get out of the situations they're in. But overall, it does. it's a lighthearted movie. It feels like the superheroes are superheroes. It feels like the villains are villains. And they, it, it, it just makes it... like I don't know if it's just after watching all the Zack Snyder stuff where everything is like everyone's a god <laughs> and they fucking hate their lives and they want to die. <laughs> to having someone who's like super stoked about being a superhero is such a breath of fresh air it really makes this movie fun like one of my favorite scenes is and it's just a cutout you have to pause to see it well i guess they mentioned it again but when they're picking the names and they're uploading videos to youtube one of the names they pick is captain uh, zapton america (laughs) (laughs) and i i literally laughed out loud and i had to pause yeah because i was laughing so hard (laughs) that that's in my notes, actually. I, I made yeah. a note of Zapped in America too. It's like just these, these, like little. <laughs> it's so good. Little detail. I'm like, uh oh, here comes Disney. Or or Thundercrack is yeah. like, uh oh, no, that's that's like a butt thing, man. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I would say this is like one of the best, like just straight up comedies of the last. Like I was actually For laughing sure. throughout the movie out loud. Like genuinely yeah, laughing. Gen- right? Genuinely yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs. And and I I thought this movie just really was able to 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 nail the, the the writing you know like the the it's like the elements of aquaman that i didn't like i found so strong in this <laughs> the like you know the, the script is so tight and just great mm-hmm. writing all the way through and and good jokes and just all around i was really i was really liked how they you know you could you could quote so many lines in this movie and it seems like every couple minutes you know there are not even minutes every a couple of seconds there was like a joke and then it, if not it was a heartfelt moment there you go which is a perfect balance oh yeah i loved it for that and like again like shout out to uh to to freddy's uh actor um what jack yeah jack dylan grazer um his delivery timing so so good like we've already touched on it before but oh my god and then yeah like one of my favorite teaser when um uh, when when he and Shazam are trying to get a lair with the real estate agent, and the two of them they vibe so well, like they're so comfortable, it's natural, and they're like, yeah, I want this, maybe like a castle, and they're just going back and forth, and this real estate agent is like, what the fuck am I seeing? And the two of them are in it, and they're serious, and they're like, no, no, no we could do better than that. So like, but right now, like, oh my god, so. her face is just priceless in that. <laughs> it it almost feels like they are, um, God. Wow, why is this word escaping me? No, they're ad-libbing the scene, right? Yeah, like they're just yeah, 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 yeah. 
I, I, it feels like that's they just kind of went off on it and see where they could take it because, like you said, Freddie's delivery and everything is great. Like when they're leaving the the corner store and the girl like asks who he is, and he's like, "Oh, he's uh, Captain Sparklefingers," or whatever. <laughs> it's just like it's yeah. just so deadpan and so well done. Um, mm-hmm. It's just yeah, it, it, it just again it helps make the movie feel lived in, but just fun in, in a way that really matters. And, and I think like we're talking, we called out a lot of them already because of the jokes, but. It's just that attention to detail they take. They have a small world and a small story, but that's not a detriment to the movie, right? They spend so much time focusing on on details that really, really help bring the movie to life. Spencer, like, I, you know, can you can you think of some of the ones that were, were your favorites? Yeah, when I when I was watching the movie, I couldn't help but notice these little moments that you know you would you you don't normally see in these big budget superhero movies but it just in general like little things that really either added a touch of humor or added a touch of uh, character but it was this attention to detail that i like really thought just makes the movie so rewatchable and uh, like yeah like what like a small example would be when when they're first in the cafeteria uh you know freddie and billy and they're talking and as they're talking, they're like they're walking to throw out their food, and Billy scrapes off his food off his tray and puts the tray on top of the, the garbage bin, and then Freddie just comes up and throws the whole tray in the garbage, and it's like, it's, <laughs> and the camera's not even like on that; it's not a focus. It's just like you could tell the camera's right on them as they're talking dialogue, but it happens so quick, and I just like I just found myself laughing, and a, a similar moment was right after uh, Shazam gets his powers. He's on the subway, and the first thing that happens, he runs out of the subway, he bangs his head right on the top of the subway at the exit because he's taller than he, he's ever been before. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's it like, Oh, that's clever. Like it's, it's, yep. it's clever and it adds to the movie and it's just, you know, the opposite of like someone who's just throwing a movie together mm-hmm. to, you know, like to make a quick buck. It's like, they're yeah. like, no, they put effort in and they, they like this. They were trying to do something and I, I respect it. Yeah. And it, it, it really enhances the, the experience, especially on a second viewing. Yeah, they do. They do a good job because they go into even such stuff as like purposely showing that he has a bullet stopped by Superman and then spending the time to shoot Shazam all over his body and his face <laughs> yeah. to make sure he's bulletproof. Shoot him in the face. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. <laughs> but just, it also, because that goes to show you that like Shazam is, has been very, very widely accepted in, in the DC world as like mm-hmm. one person who could definitely go toe to toe with Superman. He's used mm-hmm. all over the place as like whenever Superman goes rogue, mm-hmm. they bring Shazam in to try to to try to subdue him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was, it was that nice nod to 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 those sort of little things like that. Like the bullet, just it's so subtle if you're not catching it, but when you see it again used later, it's it's just like chef's kiss. It's so well done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things that I think. Uh, tie this point to one we made before with the you know the movie being self-aware is like the first thing that we see Shazam as Shazam when he wakes up again in the in the subway and there's the the dude like my man I want to compliment you on your <laughs> yeah. choices yeah. today white cape gold belt gold boots it shouldn't work but it does like it's yeah. so good <laughs> I was laughing so hard at that <laughs> it does work and I, uh, yeah, and yeah. I love I love that his cape is like a miniature cape, like they took from the comics. It's so silly, yeah. but it's like yeah. th- a three quarter cape. It's I don't know why that makes me laugh. The costume design, oh my god! Yeah, with the hood, it's like yes. they, they just yes. were like no hold. They they didn't try to like modernize it and make it no. cool. They're like, no, this is the best if it's just like this. The Shazam costume design has so much drip for 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 from <laughs> yeah. modern day. I'm all here for it. Loved mm. it. 
Oh, absolutely. And I think that that really bleeds into one of the greatest things about this movie, right? It's it's the humor. It's so, so funny. Uh, Chris, do you have yeah. other things that like you thought were hilarious? Uh, so it, it, what a tapestry of, of just like really great writing and just, you know, people out there to have, have a, you know, a really good time to, to just like bring each scene together and then just, you know, like the, the, like the, the dynamic between Billy and Freddie, like, like, like two uh, teenagers and so on. Like I'm again, like where would this movie be without Freddie? But at the same time, uh, both when he's Billy and Shazam, this buddy, buddy, and I guess like, I don't know, forging of, of like, you know, um, like a new brother dynamic cool and like what would what would you know the hijinks you know where would we be without the hijinks of of like okay well i can turn it into adult anytime what are we gonna do we're gonna cut class and skip school and go do a ton of shit that we shouldn't do because this is awesome uh and then just like the whole cut scenes of like how do we do the how do we figure out our powers okay we're gonna you know record it upload it and then it's like the um one of my favorites when he's like um teleportation test and it turns out it's like scratch that out secret uh flammable burn yeah. fire test and he just lights them up like no no remorse he does it. like he's invulnerable enough he should be fine and he does it and then just sets him up i loved it and then um also like uh cutting back to when they go to the uh, the convenience store and like freddie's processing okay well you ha- you have bullet immunity but he's like wait a minute is the suit invulnerable or is it him and i love that processing and he's like shoot him in the face shoot him in the face and then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like rapid fire oh and my the, god and, and my favorite tickles my, a little yeah, the, you effects, know? the effects of that too the actual visual effects of the bullets hitting him in the face yeah. like little yeah. ripples i thought was like so good just just all around was like, a, like that sequence in particular i love i did love their uh their banter but i found that uh freddie and adult billy or shazam was much better like their chemistry oh and yeah they were the way they worked off i didn't like I, not, I did not love. I liked young Billy, but I found his character was a little more serious as a kid. I just didn't. Sometimes I felt like they felt like two different people. Mm-hmm. But you know, it worked. It definitely worked. I, I, I love uh, that. Like their their interactions as adults. Him as adult I, was so funny. Like his lines. There's so many like quick little lines by Freddie that you could quote. Like when the bullies you know, first like hit him with their car and like, are you going to pay for that? He's like, uh, yeah. Do you accept these? And he gives him the finger. (laughs) (laughs) It's like so many small, like little jokes that I I love. And speaking of those bullies, one of my nitpicks of uh, Aquaman was how bad those bullies were. Mm -hmm. These bullies were actually good bullies. And there's another small detail to go back to details is for some reason, when they cut to the bullies in the Ferris wheel later in the movie, they're like spitting down at people, and he's like, "Oh man, I think I just hit a baby." And they're like laughing, yeah. and I'm like, "What a yeah. what a what a hilarious choice just to like add that in there." And then when he they get saved, they're screaming like little girls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like one of my favorite scenes was when they were trying to get out of school, and the inspector, like the the yeah, inspector Moran, was mm-hmm. there trying to get them. I was like, "Yeah, my dad just called from the business office," <laughs> and and then they do the whole thing. He's like, "Oh, you you are my fa- you are one of my their favorite security guards, uh, I mean, yeah. Detective Moran." <laughs> He's like, "No, that's Moran. And they, it's uh, Moran." And Freddie's like, "No, that's a different one. This guy's shitty." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. It's so good. such a good. It's a, actually like for me, honestly, out of the all the and Matt talked about the, the child actors and I fully agree but I think out of all of them the one I liked the least was Billy's 
Which one? Like I, I don't really. I don't. Oh, I oh. Didn't, yeah. Like it wasn't bad, but like the other ones were better. Mm. Yeah, I, I think with the challenge with Billy was, I th- if it felt like they treated him as him. Sorry, the uh, angel is it Asher Angel? I think it is Asher. Yeah, Asher Angel. Yeah. They yeah. treated Asher and Zachary Levi as one character, and mm-hmm. I think that was a mistake because what you end up creating is all all Billy Batson gets to do is all the weird I'm emotional, mm-hmm. I'm struggling with being a teenager scenes, and Zachary Levi gets to have all the fun I'm a superhero <laughs> yeah, scenes exactly, yeah. and you feel right? that. The, yeah, yeah. And, so to Spencer's point, it feels like two different characters because you don't see Billy happy or. Or talking about superhero, like he didn't. If he just geeked out once about superhero stuff, you could understand his connection to Zachary Levi geeking out about being a superhero. But because they don't do that, you're just like, I don't know True. how Billy would react as 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 being Shazam. And I, you needed that connection to really sell that character to me. Mm. Yeah, like yeah, I, good point. I I don't think they, they definitely like the younger uh, the Asher or young Billy was doing the emotional heavy lifting for sure. Like all of the sad character development stuff was him and you're right all the fun parts were zachary levi i think they made a point in the movie though to show that he's not like a superhero obsessed guy like he True. doesn't really yeah. he's just more like this is awesome i got powers i don't, I don't think he was ever like as into superheroes at all so it didn't it, like they didn't maybe not show him geeking out but definitely have him joking around with uh with freddie Right. Or anyone before becoming Shazam. Because when he becomes Shazam, all of a sudden he's like, what? This is crazy. I'm, I'm a crazy guy. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. he has so much more energy as Shazam. Yeah. And yeah. as a kid, he's very subdued. You know, he's a, he's like, he's almost like a too cool for school as a young guy. And then as, as Shazam, he's, hey, oh, whoa, I'm super energy. You know, he's like an up, very outgoing, very uh, bubbly personality. So I do feel they're like different people. Especially considering that the, the other shazam family members seem to be extensions of their personalities right like you get a lot from oh geez the little the little girl's name i can't remember darla. right now darla. darla you get a lot from darla's alter ego of her being very much like darla's age right like saying talking yeah. to santa being hey santa can you you know i've been a good girl this year etc mm-hmm. and and so that's that's fine i i honestly think it takes away from the movie at the end but i think showing that those characters being the same is good but it just it highlights how bad the transition between uh, Billy Batson and Shazam is yeah. because he doesn't seem to carry any of the same traits through between the two the two characters. It does feel disconnected. I agree. Yeah, it's interesting because we're we're we we lose we lose that that depth and dimension um, which you guys have laid out, and so I, I'm 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 confident that it's something that they'll be trying to be more cognizant of uh, moving forward. But at the same time, it's like well. They nailed they nailed the humor, and you you can't do that without you know rooting it in like just like good writing. So it's like how do you miss that you know? So it, that's that's definitely a head scratcher. I, I'm not sure how they missed that. It's like a small fix, really. Yeah, it's just I believe in the sequel. They're gonna work. I bet you they're gonna work on that. That'll be like mm. their main thing in the next one is making sure younger. I wouldn't change Zachary Levi at all. He's too oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah. I yeah. would make the younger one just more bubbly and, and it also makes sense with his character because he's not gonna be as he'll have a family in the mm-hmm. sequel and feel more like a family member so he'll have more happy moments so it, make, it works as a story too so I, I definitely think at least if i were involved i would say pump up this kid's uh, energy and uh, and happiness as a kid a little bit just so it, it, it fits 
one thing I just remembered um, that I, I wrote down and I forgot to mention when we were talking about details. Like, have you did you guys notice the face that Zachary Levi or the Shazam used, makes when he's first fighting Savannah? Like, he's trying to make an angry, scary face, but he just looks constipated because, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's a kid and never done that before ever in his life. It's great. Like, <laughs> he looks like he's trying really hard to be scary and it just looks like he has some sort of like a wedgie, maybe. I don't know. Right. It's great. Like, it's another one of those like small details that I think sell the movie and make the movie. I think we've been a little too positive. Um, only because, <laughs> oh, oh, I only say this because. It sounds like we're all going to give this a legendary score, and well, Chris probably no, will. But no. um, you don't know my don't, mind, sir. Mm, fair. I think I think there are some some things we'd love to tweak, right? Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. I, I think I think we need to to all script doctor this this movie a bit. Mm-hmm. The thing I want to script doctor, and maybe isn't in the script per se, but um, it's how goddamn Toronto this movie feels and <laughs> if you don't live in Toronto or have never visited Toronto you might not notice these things but generally Toronto is a stand-in for so many other cities mm-hmm. Toronto was for example it was uh, midway, city. midway midway city from Suicide yeah. Squad as an example Suits. and generally when Toronto stands in for other cities or most other movies that have a city stand in it, they try not to pick things that people could obviously tell is from that city, right? They try to pick, they try to have fake, like New York City's, Toronto's used for New York City all the time, and, mm-hmm. and they don't go to the Toronto subway stations like they did in this movie. It's very obvious that it's a Toronto subway station from the outside and the inside. They mm-hmm. go to a New York City subway station and they mark it off as they do all the, you know, the different, you know, lines. They have the numbers and the, and the letters for each line. And it looks like a New York subway stop, but once you go inside, then it looks a little different because it's, it's Toronto, it's base station which is fine but there's so many places the 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 school is what danforth collegiate i believe yeah yeah Yeah. Um, it's -hmm. a pretty well-known school they you know when shazam saves the bus that's down by the bentway which is a very popular area because it's right by fort york Mm -hmm. um and 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 i would just wish they had been a little bit more careful in the spots they picked in toronto maybe it's because i live downtown i don't know but they could have picked some less obvious spots to make it feel like it could have possibly been Philadelphia. You're saying you, um, you don't like being reminded that it's in Toronto where you're just, from. If Shazam oh. wants to be from Toronto, he can be put him fucking in Toronto. But if he's not in Toronto, don't, don't be so bad at faking Philadelphia. Who, who hurt you, Matt? Who, no, I, you know, I mean, you know, who? usually Matt's wrong, but <laughs> in this case, I agree. Cause it kind of takes you out of the movie a little bit. Is you go like, oh, oh, I've been there. That's Bay. I, w- I used to go there all the time. Like it's, you know. So should, it, should we explain this to uh, to Chris, who's from? I was gonna say, and, I'm sure it fooled Chris so, completely. So, uh, Chris, a subway station is where subways <laughs> travel. These are like carts that go underground, and people can get in them and travel through the city. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, this is gonna take a while. <laughs> yeah. No, in Chris's defense, at least he works in Toronto. So. Oh. Okay. Okay, yeah. that's you know what, you, you're okay. You're okay, kid. <laughs> Notice I, I I've stopped retaliating. I receive your barbs with love. Oh boy, nobody likes that. No, yeah. I receive <laughs> your 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 weird weird attacks on me, gentlemen. He, he brings us love. Get him. <laughs> Actually, you you mentioned so uh, Shazam is in Philadelphia in the comics, even right? Fawcett um, City. It's, it's oh, it's okay. it's a little ambiguous, but Chris I'm is right. Sure. It's it's generally from from there. 
but but other movies have also been other DC movies have been put in cities, right? Like we yeah. see Paris in Justice League and Wonder Woman, I think. And and I, I was looking it up because I was very curious about it. Jeff Johns was just like, oh, I just put it in Philadelphia. Like, whatever, it's fine. Um, so it's I don't think weird. they give a shit. <laughs> it's, it's a strange thing. <laughs> the short though. answer. Yeah, it's a strange thing because like, you know, Flash, Midway, Midway, Central City, Gotham, Metropolis, blah, blah, blah. And like, why Philadelphia? Why so exactly. deliberate? I, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know okay. either. I mean, yeah. that was that was what I was going to ask. And it's the same thing with Wonder Woman, right? Mm-hmm. It's in the past, but it's London, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like... Uh, British city or whatever. <laughs> with Wonder Woman, I kind of, I, I, I'm kind of okay with it because she's so, she's, she's timeless in that sense. Like she's, she's old, hundreds of years old. So I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe rooting it in, and I guess like for the purpose of like um, the first Wonder Woman movie and then World War One and so on. Right. Um, in order to bring us on that journey, you've got to root it in certain places. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Maybe yeah, that makes sense. It is. I. I Sorry, Sorry, go ahead. It is interesting that that I never even realized that DC like makes up most of their cities, but like Marvel yeah. is all like New York and and New York and Hell's Kitchen, New York and <laughs> Manhattan, New York. The they go all over stuff. the world in Marvel. Um, but yeah, that they, it's all real cities in Marvel, right? If I'm not mistaken, they don't make up mostly locations yeah, yeah. for the most part. And then in in DC, yeah, you're right. Metropolis, Gotham, Central City. Uh, are there any DC characters that are ba- that like are like based in real city in the comics? I'm trying to think if uh, I can't. Not tell. that I'm aware of. Most of the big characters have cities they're from, right? Like Central City is a Flash. I think it's a Coast or Coastal City. It's Coast City. Coast City is where Green Lantern's from. Yeah. Yeah. You have Gotham, Batman. Uh, I don't know any characters that are specifically from Midway, but they did call it out in Suicide Squad. Like even mm. Nightwing has Bloodhaven. What the yeah. hell? Bloodhaven. I- that sounds with a, fun. With a U, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloodhaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's vacation sounds, there. Sounds, sounds like a fun time. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it sounds idyllic, yeah, right? Sunny <laughs> Bloodhaven. Sounds, Let's all visit. Sounds better than Whitby. Oh, too soon. Too soon. Oof. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, so, but I think I, the city thing is an interesting call-up because I think, well, it's fun to have these cities that you can imagine to be whatever you want to be. It doesn't matter, right? Like New York City can be whatever it is because we're already imagining Iron Man existing and Captain America existing. So you can make New York City what you want it to be. And and to Chris's point, it becomes real problematic when when you want to reference historical things that happen in the world. You can't be like, oh, this is this is Beefeater City. Like, no, it's fucking London. We know it's London. <laughs> or like or like BB, BBS when they're like, it was like instead of Nairobi, it was like Nairobi, right? Like they're like <laughs> yeah. slightly yeah. tweaking countries. <laughs> like we're in Bundin, Finland. Mm. Yeah. No, I now wish they had called London Beefeater City. Yeah, That'd be <laughs> rolls off the tongue. <laughs> so problematic. <laughs> oh my god. What other script doctor? The, the original script doctor. What do you got for us? Oh, I have, I have a big. I, I sort of hinted at it earlier, but I definitely my strongest feeling about this movie is the ending. I am strongly against introducing the uh, the the Shazam family this mm. early in the franchise. I mm-hmm. think that it was like a perfect setup to like hint at mm. and introduce these characters, but having those characters like them becoming those heroes is like a reward almost like to the audience being like, it, the more, you know, them, the cool, the more happy and excited you'll be with seeing them as a superhero, right. As a character. And a lot of these, the family were underdeveloped. I think you need to develop each one of the members of the family before, Introducing the whole Shazam family and having characters that you 
root for and care for in a superhero battle too. So I think it was, this should have been focused just on Shazam and then introduce the family members, of course, but take them out of the final battle and don't give them powers yet. Because I just think it's too much too soon. I think you should build to that and it would be much better in like a third movie as you, because you know, you've seen these kids kind of grow up. So you, you know, you, you know, their characters, you know what they do as heroes. It just would have more meaning in my opinion. You know, a lot of like some, like the kid, one kid like doesn't even say a word, right? He's like, oh, that's his whole thing. That's his whole thing. But like, you know, it would have been cooler if he's imagine the next movie, he starts to talk a bit and then you start to get to know the character and then, just having it more of an arc to then becoming a hero to just throw them into the end being like, Oh, we need more people, more fodder for this battle. Let's make more heroes. It's like, it could have been anyone could have turned six cops into superheroes, you know, <laughs> and they could have helped them fight. No, like I, you know, I'm just saying, I think that that, I like my other change too, of making, uh, giving uh, Billy Batson a little more humor. Mm-hmm. But that would be it. Just that those two things, and then this movie is ten out of ten. Matt, did you want to come in there? I just wanted to comment on the idea that the Shazam family was was used too early. Um, this is DC's major problem, right? They're mm-hmm. premature on everything. You can't bring a Superman and fucking murder him in the next movie. We barely got to know him. Like it, they just have to stop. Like they have to stop. Like at, I think that. Shazam was a great movie, but I think that they were trying to appeal too much to like super fandom, and and it, it, I agree with Spencer. Like, we don't need this Shazam family yet. Like, you can have the kids there and have them distract him, but they don't have to become superheroes. You can just leave that part out, and Shazam can still can still save the day. And I wanted to say to that, um, like as a counter, though, uh, I'm okay with it because more like this movie's so so effortlessly done um we've talked about it right it's flipping a lot of tropes on its head so what 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 do we usually get usually the villain corners the 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 hero and somehow some way the hero comes out on top mano imano no what does he do he he relies he, he realizes he's got he's got reinforcements right here and the workaround just give it like share the, the the power with his with his new family so i get where you're coming from and maybe they didn't necessarily have to be maybe they could have worked a different way but at the same time i'm cool with it because it, it, it that was that was also billy's arc as well right just look out for number one like what do you need who needs a family because he's resisting and like kind of yeah. growing right but i'm cool That's with fair. it he can't he, he realized it when he needed to when it mattered the most yeah, like the script needs it. The story that that was told needs it, right? Especially mm-hmm. because of the seven deadly sins and mm-hmm. like how can he possibly round up every one of the sins at the same time? Blah blah blah. I think I think it was written in a way that it was coming to that conclusion. It wasn't tacked on. I I just I wish it would have been better acted. I guess um, by who? It's it's by the the actors that play <laughs> the adults. It's hard though to have like adults <laughs> playing kids. Like, yeah, and make it yeah. like not that, silly. That's fair. That's, the that's core, fair. Though. Yeah, yeah. But but I, I agree with Chris. I, I think it's I think it was needed in the way that the script was written, and it wasn't too egregious. Um, S- fuck you, you're wrong. Yeah, I I just want to respond to <laughs> Luciano to point out how wrong he is. Um, first of all, 
you could have done uh, like they could have had the family helping in non a physical way, right? There's so many ways you could incorporate fair, them fair. in a way that helped them fight them in a non like just being other superheroes. That's could like you give an example. Yeah, no, like it could have been like, oh, we need to steal his this, you know, I'll, I'll make sure to get his eye out, and then you take it, and you, you know, you. That's just like standard. Give them small roles that help contribute to, uh, you know, a- achieving their goal. The 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 thing is, like. It's. I think having the kids play by, by actors does look silly, like I said. So I, that's why in, in the future, if they grew up a bit, then it would be good to bring the family together and have them as superheroes because they would be more mature. So you could have uh, actors playing them and not seem silly. And that that's a potential solution in the future. You know, in the next movie, maybe the... Because Matt asked this earlier. Maybe they, instead of having all of them be heroes... You just have them say, you guys aren't old enough for this, you know, to the younger ones. So interesting, you know, like, cause it is like to have a kid have that much power is kind of terrifying. If you take right. a step back and like, look at it realistically, but it makes it too easy though. To no, I, I, I see what Spencer it. is saying. It could have been just Freddie, right? Just, just one that, kid. That would have been better. And then, and then yeah. at the end or mm-hmm. don't have any of them and then have the, you know, the Shazam th- like, thing fall on the ground and then have like an iron man one moment where like freddie looks at he goes maybe next time (laughs) (laughs) it's exactly shot for shot exactly what they did in iron man one he he could have done he could have done uh like a callback for when the first time the wizard says touch my staff and billy goes gross (laughs) i've done the same thing Mm -hmm. yeah one one thing that i wanted to to bring up is um so from what i know from the comics uh and what i saw in this movie the the motives and the backstory from Dr. Sivana, they were kind of borrowed from Black Adam, which concerns me because I know that there's a Black Adam movie in the, in the works with mm-hmm. The Rock playing Black Adam, which I think is a perfect choice. Yep. Um, but then I know that the whole thing with, uh, I know that Black Adam is the one in the comics that wants uh, Shazam to give him his powers and it has to do with only one champion can go to the Rock of Eternity and then when they choose Shazam, uh, Black Adam loses axes and blah blah blah. So there's there's the whole the whole thing. Whereas Doctor Sivana only his real power, so so to speak, is being able to see magic, and in, and that's where the eye thing comes in because he ha- he hits his hit mm. with lightning only on his eye because that's the thing that happens, and then he becomes <laughs> able to see magic. So unlucky. Why in the eye? Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then and then. That's where the I thing comes from. And I don't necessarily think it's bad the way that it was done here. It was pretty believable and like tight. And I think Spencer talked to this. A lot of the decisions they made here were like very well tied together. But I, I'm concerned. Like I don't think they needed to conflate those two backstories together because that leaves Black Adam with sort of like a weird how, how they're going to introduce that in. Are you, sort of so, situation. so I want to rebuke this, or I want, well, let me add my my two cents here because our homeboy uh, Jamal, Jamal Honsu. Okay, go ahead. Uh, chill. Like, Who's Jamal? For a moment, I thought I was your homeboy, wow. and then I thought you got you were gonna call me Jamal for a second, and I was like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, clearly, I'm in my feelings after all I, this abuse. Yeah, it's fine. I should be canceled if I was that fucking horrible. Um, no, but I, he mentions because he is playing uh, the Great Wizard or the Grand Wizard, the Wizard, Grand, the Wizard. Well, they didn't call him the Shazam. Grand Wizard. OG Shazam. He is Shazam. 
right? right. He's but, oh, yeah. he's the wizard Shazam. That's right. Isn't Grand he wizard mentions... like a Ku Klux Klan member. No, nope. no. no, 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 sir. What's that called? <laughs> you, you, wow. you can sit down now. Hey, no. why? This is a question. Just, you're muted. We're not. We're not. We're not. No, look it up on the internet on your own time. <laughs> the problems with that statement alone. I thought a grand Ooh. wizard was a. Nope. Nope, not nope, now. Nope, 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 not nope, not nope, even. Nope, Don't. Because nope, nope. like Jaiman Hansu was oh, the goat. Sorry, the Grand Wizard was the head of the Reconstruction Era Ku Klux Klan. Why? Why? Sit down. I'm right. Why? Sit down. Why do you? Why? This isn't the Ku Klux Klan hour. Don't, We're not promoting. Don't boo them. me. I'm right. <laughs> did you? Did you say Ku Klux Klan? What the fuck? It doesn't can we, matter. Can we stop Spencer talking is with the clan? Down. He's sitting down. Matt, We're talk talking about Don't Shazam. Talk to him. Matt, Matt, why'd you bring this up? Oh my god. You did not. I hope you move to Pickering, sir. Now Wow. That, anyway, that, so that hurts. My point that's worse than Whippy, just so you maybe you don't know. Oh I know. Listen. Oh my god. Okay. okay, so my point here is that the wizard Shazam brings up the fact that he references somebody who screwed him over in the past when he gave him his power. So that's clearly yeah. alluding to Black Adam. Right, one hundred percent. Yeah, right. So he does bring him up into the movie, into the the storyline. I just wanted to bring that up. Now, my second thing I want to ask you: so, how do you like? What do you do here? Do you do you not give Doctor Zavala his powers? Do you bring bring Black Adam in now? Like, how do you how are you going to solve that? You like you take away that the part that you know he got you know, abducted by the wizard when he was in the car and then offered to be Shazam and then the offer was withdrawn. Like, you don't necessarily need to to have that on Savannah. It would be more, you know, like, I don't mind the, the whole, the orb thing and the seven deadly sins thing. That's all fine. It's just, it kind of cuts the reasoning for both Black Adam going after Shazam and then afterwards for Black Adam sort of becoming its his own on his own an anti-hero, which is what I'm sure that's what they want to take it with the rock. You're talking They're about not gonna make the rock Black Adam being... an anti-hero, not Shazam. Sorry, yeah, Black Adam. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm sure they want that's what they want to do with with what? you know the rock being playing him. They don't want him to be the villain. Correct. Or he's gonna be the villain then become the anti-hero. And I just think you could have taken the parts that were borrowed from from Black Adam could just have been taken away, and it wouldn't have been too bad. You didn't have to conflict the two. So I, I don't know the com the comics that well, but correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, this is more about the movies. The they're making a Black Adam movie before they're introducing Black Adam into Shazam. Correct. I don't know. I was reading about this earlier, and they were talking about making a Black Adam. They movie, they are they hundred percent. Yeah, are. but I don't know where it's coming out. So I don't know. When I'm it's pretty out. sure. The short synopsis that the wizard, or I'm not going to call him the Grand Wizard because I, I'm, just, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, we've been um, we've been there. The, the wizard, redeem thyself. The Shazam redeem wizard says this, this a story of like you know we gave someone power too brashly, and then he wanted more power. He used it for, for revenge. No, he used it for, revenge. Used it for revenge, and then that caused yeah, yeah, the yeah. plagues, the seven sins, and millions died. I assume that's going to be the story of the Black Adam movie. Hmm. Probably. Okay. Um, that, I looked it up. Before. Just it's uh, it's right now. It's there's a date with a poster that I can see on IMDb. It says July 29th, twenty ninth, twenty twenty two. So yeah, okay. it's definitely happening, and I assume it'll be set in the, like that time, and then at the end he'll you know obviously be awoken in our time or something. That would be my guess. 
Uh, so in that movie, I assume he's going to be a hero, like an anti-hero. But at the end, he's going to go bad. Like a Venom kind of thing? Well, Venom, I think... Venom, yes. Well, Venom's like, in my opinion, he's not even a uh, like a, an anti-hero, really. He doesn't really do anything bad in the movie from what... Other than it being a bad movie. Um, he... I think I think he's most likely is going to be the, and I, I'm speculating he's going to be like the uh, a re- decent guy, and throughout the movie he's going to turn bad, and by the end he's going to be the villain, introducing into the next Shazam movie. That's my guess. Well, the sequel for the Shazam movie is going to be Calypso and her sister. Yeah, no, it'll be like, Shazam three. My guess, I think. Okay. Ah, okay, okay. I just wanted to say in re- in response to um, Doctor Savannah and having that that. Uh, like to Luciano's point about <clears throat> Luciano's point about having Black Adam's abilities conflated into Savannah, uh, I think actually it this is this goes back to attention to detail because they 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 showed us what what happened. Yeah, he can totally detect and sense magic with it magic with his new orb eye, right? Like magic eye, and then it's the seven de- deadly sins that give him these abilities. I don't mm-hmm. think it's I don't think it's it's a it's a direct. Um, access to like he does not have i don't think he has access at all to to the to the rock of ages shazam powers because those are infinite <laughs> is it rock yeah. of ages or rock of eternity rock of i'm ages so sorry is a musical <laughs> which is a very <laughs> different thing yes <laughs> with, with, with tom cruise Misspoke. singing uh, i do want to i do want to see that movie though i want to see the yeah. rock of ages shazam movie <laughs> <laughs> i don't know black is narrator all right now well, i do they changed it here right everybody can just go as long as they know the symbols and open the door. Yeah. Unless you're that doctor that got fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark. That was crazy. Yeah. That, yeah. That was completely like, what? That made no sense. <laughs> Shout to that researcher. Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, she was like, I will not be interrupted. And then like took herself out. Wow. Oh, she deserved it. hundred <laughs> percent. <You know? laughs> I think that was the director's wife, if I'm not mistaken. Oh my god! I, I, honestly, I, I, I need to know. know. I need to know now. We found someone that hates his wife more than you. <laughs> hey, whoa! Come on now. Whoa, <laughs> Luciano. Can we get, can we Thank talk? you for can that, we talk Luciano. For a second? Thank you, Spencer. Spencer, you haven't denied that yet. Could I you deny, deny it. it? I, vehem- okay, thank I you. Vehement, vehemently, whatever that word is, vehemently. I vehemently deny it. Okay. Okay. That is so like Luciano. He hates all women. <laughs> No, wow. I don't. You hate old women. Uh, that, yeah, old, yeah. That, that that's true. Is true. <laughs> oh my god, that, I don't deny. No, no, you I, had oh so many god. opportunities to just like course correct. So in Shazam, <laughs> we introduced. <laughs> just move mm-hmm. along. Just move mm-hmm. along, boys. Oh, yeah. we're keeping you accountable. Why are you always trying to cancel me, boys? You canceled thyself. <laughs> yeah, you're you're kind of making it easy. <laughs> um. So in Shazam. There is a character. <laughs> oh fuck! No, I I honestly don't understand why that happened. Only with her, like everybody else could just just got to cross the door and touch the door frame or whatever, and she was like, "I can't believe you think this is true." And she slaps it and dies. Like, and it was like fully like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, that actually uh, brings you up to one thing I wanted to bring up, which was that, um, first of all, I was right. That was the director's uh, uh, wife. Uh, secondly, I, uh, that p- part of the scene where she touches the door and, and disintegrates, and the scene with the seven deadly sins just killing everybody in that office, were uh, one thing I liked about this movie is the way they. It reminded me again of going back to the older movies, like older kids movies, where there was like elements of like 
pretty scary stuff in kids movies where you'd be like, where like now you're like, well, they couldn't get away with that. And it reminded me of that. It's like, there's a lot of moments in this movie that feel like a kid's movie, but there's a lot of moments of this this movie that are like quite horror-y, like horror elements. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's, I love that contrast. It's like, so it's like magical kids with the dangers of magic, you know, the horrors of magic. And it's, it's really cool. It's like, it's like, it adds a little edge to the movie. Whereas if it was all like just that kitty vibe, like, oh, we're a family. Yay. Everything's great. It would be a little too like kitty for my taste. And that's one thing I really liked. Like when the, the seven deadly sins in general, I loved, I thought their look, I thought they were really cool. Like just really cool design and, and really intimidating and really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would like to shout out the voice of Dr. Claw for still being able to get work as one of the seven deadly sins. What? Ooh. From Inspector what? Gadget? Yeah, the third the third deadly sin that talks is sounds exactly like Dr. Claw from oh Inspector Gadget. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I can't Inspector. unhear that. That's dope. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, cool. Dr. Claw's still out here getting paid. Good for you, <laughs> did, did you guys find like you were like looking at them trying to figure out which one was which sin? Yeah. yeah, it made no sense. It's, I some struggled. Of the, to some do of them that. did. The gluttony one is like fat. It's like it looks like he's cut fair. down the belly. And I like yeah. that the greed had like multiple arms because he's so yeah. like he wants to take everything. Yeah, and I think that was all I got. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I like the way that that you know Shazam goes, and you know we meet Lust, and I, I got to be honest, I thought she was going to be a lot hotter <laughs> than she is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That scene in the boardroom with uh, Lionel Luther. Where he mm-hmm. like Sivana basically tosses his brother out the window. By oh the, my by god! The, it's so good. But like, I remember thinking, what a petty little shit he is. Like, he's like he comes back and like, see, Dad, I told you I had seen something thirty five years ago. You didn't <laughs> believe me. Like, I was like, holy shit! It's like, yeah, of course we didn't believe you. It was crazy. You're lucky we didn't put you in an insane asylum. Yeah. <laughs> like, could you blame That's him true. for that? Like, yeah. And it got him paralyzed. Like, yeah, that's pretty reasonable. Like, to be fair, he could have been worse. So one one thing that bothered me a little bit, and this is because I'm a pedantic asshole, but like Shazam's name, it's Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, and Achilles and Mercury. Mm -hmm. What a fucking mythology salad that is. (laughs) I was like, just pick one. Like, you know, like most of them are Greek. Like Hercules, Atlas, Zeus... They're, those are gods. And then Achilles is a hero who's also a demigod based on the Iliad, sure. But like, then they go to Mercury. That's why not. Yeah, isn't that Roman? Why not Hermes? Like, because <laughs> then it would be Shazza. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> that sounds like another. And thing. then uh... why Solomon? Like, it doesn't fit. I, I don't know. It the was just weird. Of... Yeah. By the way, where the fuck was the wisdom of Solomon in this? Shazza? It should have just been Hazam because he then. He had no Solomon's wisdom in it, any of this movie. That that is a fair question because he does come across as being a stupid kid True. and forgetting all of the Solomon wisdom. Yeah, and in the in the comics, he does have a uh, you know super wisdom, I guess you could call it. Yeah, I just want to say, yeah, that's that's a really really great point. Um, I think it would have been it it's it would be great if they could tap into that a little bit more, like in in because like look at look at what we've already identified like the the 
sort of fractured dichotomy between Billy um, in the Billy scenes and, and Billy as Shazam, like trying to do one person, one severed Two, how do you, how do you suddenly translate Billy as, as Shazam, but at the same time being able to tap into this wisdom, like, I don't know, they didn't even call, like if, if it was going to work, maybe, I don't know, maybe they, they could have used those heart, that heartwarming moment when um, Shazam saves Mary across the street and they had that conversation. Maybe that could yeah. have been a moment to, to sort of give us a glimpse into him tapping into something or like, I, I don't know, maybe that could have been that opportunity. Uh, and then, yeah, it's, it's tricky because in the, in the comics, it's, it's, it's been a bit easier for, for us to suspend that disbelief just enough to accept that Billy is still Billy as Shazam, but he's fully tapping into every aspect of the, uh, of like the power of the power spectrum, but it's, it's not, fully there it's not 100% in the movie and you know why because uh Billy hasn't come into his own enough he hasn't he's not experienced enough to tap into it and that's exactly what the the seven deadly sins wanted Savannah to do before he he gets you know he gets um he gets that 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 battle uh that that battle you know experience yeah I I I think they could have done it because if I'm not mistaken the wizard does I guess the wizard the problem is, is the wizard explains what why it's called Shazam, right? Mm-hmm. To little kid Savannah, right? He doesn't explain it to to Billy. Mm-hmm. And I think if you move that explanation, like you have to have the explanation at the beginning. No, he, of the movie. wait, wait. He explains it to Billy when he first turns into Shazam. He, he does. He, he, says, he screams yeah, the lightning it. bolts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He screams it. Yeah. The power of doom. Right. So then, so Billy could have taken that back and told Freddie that this crazy wizard guy told me I had all these things and they could have looked it up on the internet and figured it out and tried to unlock them. Right. Yeah. I like that a lot. And that would have, that would have been able to be like, and then you could have had Billy gone from like the the idiot kid to being like, I don't know exactly how you unlock knowledge, but maybe they play true of pursuit or something. I don't know, man, (laughs) but but he, he unlocks it. And then, and then he could be a little bit more intelligent and, 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 smarter in his final battle with with savannah like he figures out that he can pull out envy like it would have been great to unlock the the wisdom of solomon and then using that pull out envy out of dr savannah and you know he almost drops to his death Mm -hmm. yeah that'd be interesting Mm -hmm. i mean i think they intentionally want him to be a little i don't want to say dumb but he's supposed to be like immature so you can't you can't you can't do that if you have the fucking wisdom of solomon like you can't doesn't make sense right to me, yep. it just goes against the character. I guess they'd have to do it in a way where he has like wisdom in the sense that like randomly he can like recall random information, but not mature. Like, well, the point of that way. power, the point of that power is to be able to analyze situations and make decisions, like uh, analyze situations and make decisions that he knows five, six, seven, eight steps ahead. What's going to happen? Is that the like, case? Kind of like a, in the comics, though. Yeah, it is. Like he's yeah, a tactician. I always thought he was just like he's. Uh, also in Dungeons uh, and Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's the, the the thing with his power, if I recall correctly, and, and Chris is more the expert here, but his thing is to be able to see the 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 like uh unfolding of consequences of decisions that he makes or other people make. So like I think it could what could they could have done is make him tap into it, not always be, you know, always wise and blah blah blah, but like Matt said, in certain situations, make him like just go like a lot more serious and you know do something like that. I, I love the idea of them 
practicing that with Trivial Pursuit, though. <laughs> that would've been fucking hilarious. It would've been really great, like uh, some sort of some sort of combination of the two, and like essentially fusing, um, giving us more screen time with like Freddy, Billy, and going on this like unlock quest, which they kind of did, but they didn't do that with Wisdom, unless yep. like it's like something that just didn't make the like just left on the cutting room floor. I don't know. Yeah, but, it was um, just Hazam. I mean, it was just Hazam. I, I just think that if, if they did that, it would cause story problems like they'd have to change if he's all of a sudden like a really smart guy it really changes the movie in my opinion no, it could have been just in specific very specific situations yeah like for example throwing that batman on <laughs> yeah, get him yeah. batman well, <laughs> yeah i mean i have an, another net nitpick um one thing that i think comes up in a lot of superhero movies is like coincidental timing stuff and it, mm-hmm. it happens like I think it's three times it happens. One like when he's yeah three times. One he's like the when he first the first night he gets his powers he's like in the park, and randomly a woman's getting mugged. He's like oh I'll save you. Same night he goes to a convenience store and they're being robbed, like at that exact time. I was like that's sweet. Yeah, why are you gonna, and, what, what are you gonna do? And then late another coincidental thing is his like step or foster sister is like gonna get killed by a car. Like if he wasn't there. She would have just been run over and murdered, or not like you know, by killed by that car that ran her over. Like he saves her. It was a combine or something, right? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. So it's all very convenient that he, uh, you know, I just that this is a true nitpick, but it's like I don't know, it's like it's a little too coincidental to my liking. I think you're allowed to have X number of coincidences before it becomes annoying, right? It's like one, maybe two, but but it seems like everything, like the plot is serviced by coincidences driving it forward and to be honest spencer i you know the uh, this the the eldest sister scene mm-hmm. it's not really needed like they just play yeah. it up for billy hates billy's a loner we already know that like they've they've hit that enough times we don't need another scene to to hit us over the head with it so they could have used it for something more valuable or or cut it completely mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent agree that uh, they, they could have had a talk like the, he she talked to him even though he's in hero garb and like she opens up for a second so he has like information that she doesn't know that she's talking to billy it was all kind of i don't know that that part well, and they silly. used it so that she knew who he was right yeah later yeah that's like that's what but that's such an easy fix i don't think you need to have a car true, car true. running her over scene it just seemed like it's like oh wow like if he wasn't there she would have died and this movie would be in a completely different direction <laughs> Yeah, I think on the on the subject in our like sort of dissection of like the wisdom of Solomon and how it's not present in in the movie, uh, I tried to look it up a little bit deeper, and it's something. It's an element that uh, of like the Suzanne mythos that's often underutilized. So it says, in addition to making him able to understand and speak a multitude of languages, the power makes Billy a bona fide genius with a vast knowledge of all known sciences and just as quick a thinker as Superman. So it would make him open like op so the power uh extends to billy possessing possessing a perfect photographic memory while transformed as shazam a form of pre-natural clairvoyance and the ability to hypnotize certain individuals similar to like the jedi mind trick so he'd be way too op yeah Yeah. listen chris let it go he's dumb now he's dumb (laughs) yeah it's hazam Hazam. Hazam. i'm not saying he's he's not hazam i'm just saying they it's it's a it's a trend that they've embraced and maybe it'll they'll explore it later on i don't know i'm i'm on team with me here in the sense that you can't go (laughs) you can't go full full shazam power you never go full shazam yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> right? Oh, God. It's kind of like if you really get into comic book lore, like Wolverine can regenerate from like a single atom. Like, okay, cool comic books, but also <laughs> what? That's not a story. That's not a True. fun story to tell yeah. at all. That's just pointless, yeah. right? So, so I want to read that, be a, that comic of just one cell <laughs> slowly growing for a full issue. He was fully vaporized, like yeah. down to his adamantium skeleton completely and still regenerated. Uh, yeah. He's what's called plot device armor. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, is. I mean, that's comics in yeah. a nutshell. Protagonist right? armor. Yeah. You think yeah. there, there are some some things you want to pull from comics and some things you don't want to, and and so well, should we have pulled a little bit more of the the, the wisdom of Solomon? I would say yes. Do we want to go full? I can control your mind, which isn't wisdom. That's just hmm. well. Yeah. I mean, like I would say, if if you want to again, I'm putting my script doctor at. If you want to have it, just so you can call him Shazam instead of Hazam. <laughs> you could you could take small elements like the speaking multiple languages and you could put that in yeah. in a comedic way where he's just like all of a sudden he's like do esta manera and he's like uh, muy uh, hablo español okay and it's like estoy hablando yeah. like, that's another movie that's another movie <laughs> and then like just have him talk like another language for one scene and it's like funny and then maybe have him have a photographic memory and that would be something useful yeah. to the plot and then be like okay fair enough there i think those are great ways to show without without making them op yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i think those are all great i have one last i guess we'll we'll call it in a pick it, it's like it just it bugs me that all of the kids go to the same fucking school wait why <laughs> why is that bug you they're from the <laughs> same a, family yeah True. No, yeah. it's called detachment. S- schools aren't from like grade one to high school. Like not in Philadelphia. It's not a tiny yeah. town. It's Toronto. <laughs> it's not in Toronto. It's not a tiny town. <laughs> like there's a high school and then there's an elementary school. Whether you have a junior high or like you know in between seven and eight, I don't care. But like, like the fact that all of them from grade whatever, whatever the youngest one is in, Darla. Darla, whatever Darla's in, to to up to the you know um, Mary, who she's clearly like in the last year of high school, like that doesn't make any sense. That's insane to me. Hmm. Budget didn't even it doesn't even yeah. play much of a part, right? Because just been him and Freddie, and that was it. I mean, they have, they have a scene with them at school where she's like showing him the school and stuff. But yeah, Not yeah, either. it's like who, yeah, who cares. That's that's a true nitpick, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck you guys! Like that's a true <laughs> Matt, nitpick, Matt. Who hurt you? I'll ask. Yeah. I'll ask again. You did. Oh, right. By not listening uh, to me. Yeah, exactly. That was good. And I can, good I'm a witness. Good time. You're, good, yeah, good I have times. a witness. All right, no. let's do these fucking <laughs> rankings since you guys are assholes. I'm gonna go. You know what? I'm gonna let our friend from the esteemed town of Whitby go first. <laughs> There's not enough flattery that can heal the wounds y'all have inflicted <laughs> on my poor, loving soul. I don't oh. think it was flattery, though. I no. said, there isn't no. enough. <laughs> there isn't. Okay. Isn't. My rating, um, hmm. I mean, I, I, I love this movie in a, in, a, in a different way compared to Aquaman, but I feel it still has more room to grow. So it really great, great chunks. So for me, I'm going to have to go rare. Wow. Yeah. It's nice to see you love all your children I to do. some degree. <laughs> I do. Yeah. This, that's the Whitby way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, no, that's just being a parent, <sighs> yeah. I assume. Spencer, do you want to, can you elaborate? Uh, yeah. I, whereas this, this movie gets a, like a, a strong rare for me. I, you know, I've, mm-hmm. this one's like, 
it's such a out of all the DC movies, this is the tightest and like cleanest and like least, you know, makes you uh, like like frustrated. Like there's so many frustrating elements in all DC movies where you're like, oh, I wish they did this. It should have changed. Mm-hmm. This is like the one that's like right. most like this is a good movie, and it, the mm-hmm. reviews show it. Everybody likes this movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, strong, strong, rare, strong, rare, like rare, rare, medium, yeah, rare. The, like. Like, there's like, a spectrum of rare now. Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, please let's not go there. Like, <laughs> there's not a spectrum. Well done, rare. <laughs> That's actually really good. Well done, rare. You Moving on, Luciano. Uh, it's a solid rare for me too. Um, it's it's fun. I would watch it again. Um, kind of like knowing what to expect now. I would have. I would probably go look for more like details and stuff like that, which I. I probably missed oh so that's why you didn't hate it you only watched it once no well i didn't hate the last one either uh it was a rare too but like Mm -hmm. i I don't it it lacks something that i can't quite put my finger on to become epic and and i i have a feeling that if you know they keep the writing uh as good as this and they evolve some of the up aspects that we were like kind of iffy about I, I i can see the sequels being yeah better like being epic. up the stakes up the budget yeah <laughs> yeah bringing the the of shazam mm-hmm. um i i agree with the rare ranking um one of the things i was thinking about when i watched the movie was that well i love the family orientation of the movie and, and how it's centered around the growth of family and you know billy finding a home i think that actually limits its ability to to break outside of the rare uh, level and and the reason why i think this is i think they do everything perfectly for the movie but to get to that epic or legendary level i think they you need to be able to do more than they were going to be able to do in that family oriented movie um, you need to up the stakes you need to put people in peril you need to show more epic level storytelling that they chose not to by choosing a family family orientation and so i love the movie it's certainly a rare for me it's a very strong well done rare i guess it's a thing we're using <laughs> it's now. the thing now it's no it's not shut up it's i not. hate it but i'm using it i literally um, hate it but but i don't think like this i think this movie is the perfect it's perfect for what it was trying to do but i don't think a movie like this could ever for me get into that epic or legendary tier you talk about this movie yeah. or like potential sequels this movie i can't talk about things i haven't seen or haven't been i mean made it's yet. weird that you're saying like this movie couldn't be better rating than it is because it is what it is wow what just happened like that you're, but you're like saying you're like you're like I, I i could never rate this movie better than a rare because this movie's not better than a rare no it's the the way they chose to make the movie is it's not gonna lend itself to be more than a rare yeah that's what Which the movie is, with. unless oh there's God. a director's cut. He did. He did have a. He did have a stroke. Uh, let's let's who, move on. Who had a stroke? Did everybody have a stroke? I didn't. The, uh, to say it, <laughs> enough, it like I don't know how to explain Chris, this to you. Like a stroke would be an improvement. <laughs> no, but my point is, I'm, I'm just kidding, Chris. I'm sorry. My my point. <laughs> Jesus. My point with this movie is See that. See what I did there. <laughs> it's his acting. I'm, should I continue talking? All right, please, yeah, talk, please, go talk, sorry, never please continue. Up this guy. Go ahead. Um, my point with the idea that this movie can't be better than a rare is that 
the stakes they put to it, the the orientation of being a family-friendly film, to me, isn't going to allow it to be something in a superhero genre that can be epic or legendary tier. Hmm. Is that any better for you, Spencer, or do you still think that I... I call the movie rare, so it has to be rare because it's rare. Sorry, I zoned out there. When, I, when Matt's talking, I, a, a soft glaze comes over my eyes. You know, I'm I, I'm I'm hosting this podcast, and I can easily just not bring you back. Right? I heard you, Matt. Yeah, I, like Thank that was you. it was an interesting point, though, because I mean, I, I'm not I'm not trying to refute it, but I don't know. I feel I, I agree with you because there was also. There's also the balance between, I guess, like Billy trying to seek his mother out and then like the anticipation with that. And then we kind of know the safety net with the family being there. And then that gut wrenching conversation and like realization, like the truth is there. And I feel like those two kind of balance each other because he has a place to go back to and kind of heal. So I don't know whether whether if whether it's too limiting for him, like it's a question of if he never find, found, finds his mother, would that have been enough? Or did we need that for this? I don't know. Yeah, every, Everything works out perfectly. Everything works out in the most happiest way possible. No one's really hurt. The bad guy loses. The good guys all become super awesome superheroes and they win. It's well, just a little safe. I'm pretty sure Billy gets pretty hurt when he finds out his mother is a piece of shit. Mm. But, you know, you saying, he now has another family. So. There can't yeah. be like great safe movies. Yeah, they're rare. So it's like that's you know, like I I I challenge you for the next podcast, bring me a a safe movie that is fucking epic or legendary. I think it's hard because you need stakes and drama and hardship and highs and lows in your emotional range to really capture those high level movies. Yeah, for, for me is this is a similar I have a similar feel. Like I don't think they could have done anything better in this movie without changing the story quite a lot to make it an epic. I think that's what you're saying, Matt. Right? I already, I already got literally what I said. I already got one, Matt. Toy Story, boom, done, checkmate. But there's there's emotional stakes to that. Yeah, but you said there's emotional stakes to this too. You said a family friendly, safe movie, and in Toy Story is a family friendly, safe movie. Is it an epic? They just fucking nail it. I think it's an epic movie. It's it's pretty perfect. I think Toy Story has more emotional stakes than this movie does. I mean, I think they. they wow, they, that side. I think they, I think they, they executed better. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Listen, we'll we'll do Toy Story at a future date. We'll fucking you leave Toy this. Story out of your dirty mouth. Sorry, that's a soft spot for me. You're wrong. Yeah, you know we're gonna end on Chris's. You're wrong. <laughs> he needs he needs that win after the whole yeah, Whitby debacle. It's a lot of abuse, man. I'm gonna need some lot. Epsom salt. I mean, he start he started wrong by being in Whitby. Oh. So, hey, man. No, we're done with that. It's, okay, fine. It's too much. You know, it's, 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 <laughs> it's crazy that this show is, is so popular in Whitby, too. Chris, I tried. I really did. I appreciate that. Okay. I'm going to have to go hug my wife. Yeah. Well, that's all Wait, the time we have. she's in Whitby, too? No, we're done. That's all the time <laughs> we have for the Beat Upon Chris Hour. Um, I'm sorry, Chris. I just want it to be a little bit not what Spencer and... Luciano did to you. You know, do you, do wow. You have, do you want, you know, Spencer, do you want to say goodbye? Oh, it's so, so tempting to insult Chris right now, but I'm going to. I've got the perfect comeback, no, so you can just go I'm not going to let you have that. I'm just going to. I don't I'm need it, say, but I'm saying. Gentlemen, I bid you all adieu. I'm a, as a classy uh, gentleman. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Luciano, do you want to, do you want to say something? Uh, goodbye. 
Thank you. Chris. Uh, thanks for the time, everybody. Thanks for treating me like an equal, like a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Even though... No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> it's nice to see you held off for one. Um, yeah. If you want to tell Cobra and Spencer how mean they are to Chris, if you want to send Chris some flowers or just Aww. a virtual hug, Thank you, you can do so by emailing us at yourwrongcast at gmail.com. You can go to the website, which is yourwrongcast.ca. You can even go on Twitter and send a nice little note to us uh, with you know a GIF or maybe a, a meme with some flowers and some happy thoughts to Chris. <laughs> or you can shit on Whippy. I don't care, man. Do whatever you want to do. It's the internet. It's, it's a barren wasteland. That's what's going to happen. Um, yeah. Next up, I believe, we have uh, Harley Quinn. Was it the emancipation of Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey? Birds of Prey and the mm-hmm. fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Wow. Yeah, I don't know what the title is, but it's it's that movie. Um, <laughs> for now, I'm Matt, so we'll talk to you next time.